Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this. We're thrilled to announce that the North Valley Nut Conference is taking place on January 31st at Silver Dollar Fairgrounds in Chico, California. This event is held in conjunction with University of California Cooperative Extension. It's a golden opportunity for professionals in the tree nut industry. Network with our exhibitors and sponsors who are committed to your success in the orchard. Earn valuable continuing education units and expand your knowledge on the latest industry trends. Listen to our expert speakers, share valuable insights and practical advice, but attendance is filling up fast. So make sure you visit myaglife.com backslash events and register today. We hope to see you there. The California Cotton Ginners and Growers Association is letting producers know that there are eased reporting requirements for COVID-19 in 2024. As of Monday, employers are no longer required to report COVID-19 positive tests to their claims administrator to determine if a COVID-19 outbreak occurred at a place of employment. Employers are still required to report claims of a COVID-19 injury, just like any other claim of an industrial injury, and adhere to their COVID-19 reporting obligations to other agencies. COVID-19 will no longer be a presumptive injury. A worker may still claim a COVID-19 injury, but it will no longer be presumed as a work-related illness and will be considered a regular claim. Previously, if a certain number of employees at a specific place of employment tested positive for COVID-19 within a specified period and an employee's positive test occurred within a specified period, then a worker's compensation claim filed by the employee was presumed to be work-related and the employee would have been eligible for benefits. The shortened liability decision timeframes for a claimed COVID-19 injury will revert back to the 90-day liability decision timeframe. Hundreds of California Pizza Hut franchises plan to lay off delivery drivers ahead of the state's new $20 per hour minimum wage for fast food workers. According to the Los Angeles Times, two Pizza Hut franchise owners filed notice with the state and federal authorities. They plan to lay off more than 1,100 drivers in Southern California counties. In September, Governor Gavin Newsom signed Assembly Bill 1228, which applies to California workers at fast food chains that have more than 60 locations in the U.S., mandating a $20 minimum wage effective April 1st of 2024. There are more than 500,000 fast food workers in the state who will be affected by the wage change. The two Pizza Hut operators, Pack Pizza Affiliates and Southern California Pizza Company, did not respond to questions from the Times. In their findings to the worker adjustment and retraining notifications in a California Employment Development Department, the company said they made a business decision to eliminate first-party delivery services and, as a result, the elimination of all delivery driver positions. Restaurant owners opposed the new law and others like it. And earlier last year, the president of McDonald's USA wrote an open letter saying California has become a dramatic case study of putting bad politics over good policy. McDonald's announced in an earnings call last month that its menu prices rose over 10% in 2023, which is on top of a 10% increase in 2022. Five distinguished California Department of Food and Agriculture leaders are set to retire, with each having served a pivotal role in steering the agency through many years of committed public service. As they embark on their new chapter, CDFA Secretary Karen Ross says she applauds and thanks them for their tremendous support and hard work. She adds that they have served Californians with dedication, leadership, and mentorship. Kristen Macy joined CDFA in 2007. 
First as serving as branch chief in a division of measurement standards and becoming the agency's county and state liaison before being named director of DMS in 2010. Her work has directly contributed to the development of uniform measurement standards, which serve as a basis for laws and regulations currently adopted by every state in the U.S., according to information from CDFA. Rob Peterson has served the state of California since 2014. He joined CDFA in 2016 and will retire this year as agency chief information officer. He has been responsible for guiding and helping mentor CDFA's enterprise IT programs, along with managing the agency's large and complex IT operation. Clark Cooney joined CDFA's Division of Measurement Standards as the Enforcement Branch Chief in 2015, overseeing areas that include device regulation, automotive products, and Waymasters. He has served the public promoting marketplace equity through the weights and measures profession for more than 37 years. Kim Kwan joined CDFA's Inspection Services Division in 1990 as an office assistant. In 2006, she joined the agency's Departmental Services Telecommunications Unit as a telecommunications systems analyst. She concluded her state career as a telecommunications system manager with the Office of Information Technology Services. Lucy Valentin has concluded a 43-year career at CDFA. During her time with the department, she worked in marketing services, the executive office, and the legal office. For many years, she was the sole support staff in the legal office and provided indispensable support to the legal team. The late start to this year's wine grape harvest in California did not harm the quality of the vintage, which vintners say is exceptional. Winter rains have revitalized the soils and have encouraged healthy canopies, while cooler temperatures across the state in the spring and summer allowed grapes to develop gradually, which meant they had extra ripening time, according to the San Francisco-based Wine Institute. Many vintners predict that the 2023 vintage will be one of the finest in years, producing wines with beautiful flavors, a vibrant acidity, and remarkable balance, according to the Institute. Harvest began late throughout California, running anywhere from two weeks to a full month behind normal timing, Many varieties reach maturity simultaneously, leading to a compressed harvest. In early February, rice growers and handlers will have a chance to vote in the five-year California Rice Commission referendum. Voting will take place between February 5th and March 6th of 2024. CDFA will conduct all the balloting and tally the votes. In the event you did not receive a ballot from CDFA, please contact CDFA's office. For the referendum to fail, a majority of growers and handlers voting must oppose the continuation of the commission. In that case, the activities of the commission would wind down over a 12-month period and assessments would cease. Agroplante is the leading manufacturer in specialty products. Agroplante formulates products that rise to the challenge of today's growing conditions. Saline and sodic soils reduce crop yield and cause significant crop losses. Agroplante developed Cat Ion EX5 Plus with growers in mind to manage soil salinity. With multiple years of research, Cat Ion EX5 Plus has proven to be an excellent source of calcium and an effective soil salinity manager. Run it through drip irrigation without any issues. Simplify your application method with innovative and efficient formulations. Alleviate salinity stress with Cat Ion EX5 Plus. Agroplante. Imagination. Innovation. Science in action. Attention ag professionals. How do you maximize your efforts in your fields without breaking the bank? Come find out at the Inputs Ag Summit on January 10th in Fresno. Network with the best companies looking to help you save money and resources, making your dollars go further in the field. This is your chance to stay ahead and thrive in the face of challenges. The time to make a difference is now. You can't afford to miss out. Visit myaglife.com forward slash events to register or call 559 352 
Creighton University's Rural Main Street Index sank below growth neutral for a fourth straight month in December. Based on a survey of bank CEOs in a 10-state region, the index rose to 41.7 from November's 40.4. That's still lower than October's 44.4. The index ranges from 0 to 100, with 50 being growth neutral. Creighton University economics professor Ernie Goss says much of the rural economy is still getting pinched by higher interest rates. He says farming in a region is doing reasonably well. However, agriculture sales abroad for the region are 14% lower. Despite the fact that the Federal Reserve predicted possible rate cuts next year, bankers throughout the region still had somewhat of a pessimistic outlook for their region's economy. A little over 50% of the ag bankers say their area is in a recession right now or would be in the first half of 2024. 2023 brought sharply lower incomes for most agricultural producers. USDA Ag News reporter Gary Crawford. As farmers close the books on 2023, many of those spreadsheets are showing that overall U.S. farm income in 2023 came down significantly. But it came down from a level in 2022 that was record high. USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyer says net cash income for producers this year will come in at just under $158 billion, a 21% drop from 2022, but still well above the average of the last couple decades. And an interesting fact here is also that the last three consecutive years of farm income are the highest three farm income years in my lifetime. 2021, 22, and 23 are the highest three consecutive farm income years in 50 years. Gary Crawford for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. A federal grand jury has indicted a Mansfield, Texas man for submitting false inspection reports in exchange for bribe payments. Timothy Peppel was a federal produce inspector with the United States Department of Agriculture Agricultural Marketing Service. He was responsible for conducting produce inspections and providing inspection reports to companies buying and selling produce. According to prosecutors, a wholesale produce company called American Fresh Produce began requesting produce inspections from USDA AMS in 2014 in order to rate their produce. AFP used the inspection reports to negotiate a price for the produce they purchased from produce brokers. Peppel was one of the inspectors who inspected and graded AFP's produce and created inspection reports. Shortly after Peppel started performing inspections of AFP produce, he solicited and received weekly bribery payments of $1,000 to $1,500 from the owner of AFP. In exchange for the bribery payments, Peppel agreed to create produce inspection reports that falsely downgraded AFP's produce, which AFP was able to use to negotiate lower prices for the produce they had purchased. Peppel has been charged with one count of conspiracy to commit honest services wired fraud and receiving a bribe by a public officer, five counts of honest services wire fraud, and one count of receiving a bribe by a public official. If convicted, he faces up to five years in prison on the count of conspiracy, 20 years in prison on each count of honest services wire fraud, and 15 years in prison on account of receiving a bribe by a public official and official plus restitution and 15 years in prison on account of receiving a bribe by a public official plus restitution. The FBI Dallas office and the U.S. Department of Agriculture Office of Inspector General conducted the investigation. An indictment is a formal accusation of criminal conduct, not evidence. A defendant is presumed innocent unless convicted through due process of law. 
The ethanol industry says 2023 was one of the best years ever, though big challenges remain for the new year. Corn ethanol demand hit its highest level since 2019, and the blend rate in gasoline set a new record as production rose to 15.5 billion gallons. Renewable Fuels Association head Jeff Cooper. We have not recovered fully to pre-COVID levels of of driving and, and fuel consumption uh, overall, but but ethanol continues to gain a larger and larger share of the gasoline pool. And I think uh, 2023 is going to go down as a great year. But Cooper cautions COVID has had a long tail. We have not recovered fully to pre-COVID levels of, of driving and, and fuel consumption uh, overall, but, but ethanol continues to gain a larger and larger share of the gasoline pool. And I think uh, 2023 is going to go down as a great year. Another potential win is proposed by Treasury guidance due by next March that allows a favorable tax credit for sustainable aviation fuel made with ethanol. Cooper calls it a positive game changer for the industry and corn growers that could yield a 36 billion gallon market by 2050, more than double today's production. USA looked back at 2023 and said it's been able to help tens of thousands of farmers continue their operations and increase their revenue. The agency also connected rural communities with internet access, advanced efforts to mitigate climate change, made investments to help small businesses get a leg up, and lowered energy and other costs for consumers. As of December 1st, USA's helped more than 30,000 farmers and ranchers who were in financial distress stay on their farms and keep farming. Since the Inflation Reduction Act was signed into law, the Farm Service Agency has provided nearly 1.7 billion dollars and counting in immediate assistance to farmers in financial distress. At the same time, USDA greatly improved its loan application process to better serve farmers. In 2023, the Risk Management Agency helped provide the largest farm safety net in history at a total of 207 billion dollars in protection for American agriculture. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Net Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. It's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Thank you.